Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope you had a fantastic long weekend. Of course, hope you, if you saw, uh, of course, if you were here in the U.S., of course, happy Memorial Day yesterday. Of course, there was no show, obviously, because of Memorial Day, of course. So, um, let's just jump right into it today. We don't have an opening clip because we got some other stuff to cover first. Because it, a deal came out over the weekend for uh, us Americans, and... No one's too happy. And while it seems that, uh... That, uh, you're, uh... It seems that, uh, someone might be on their way out. Of course, we are talking about, uh, of course, uh, Kevin McCarthy. He has screwed up royally. As, uh, it seems, uh, that, uh... It, it seems that, uh, well, no one really got what they truly wanted... As uh, it seems that, you know, we're not really actually doing that much of anything actually good. Of course, he touted it as a bit of a victory, but, um, uh, but, 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 but no. So, uh, as he calls it, it's a step in the right direction, but it's a very baby newborn step in the right direction. Because no one really got what they wanted. It's spending at 1% on uh, per year for the next six years. It's basically like it's a little bit less than what they were planning to spend. A little less. Just just a little less. Um, so, uh, yeah. We, of course, you know, they voted to just increase it by a little bit. But instead, uh, well, nope. Nope. Of course, uh, he also added that it's worthy of the American people. Nope. Nope. Uh, we had a uh, president uh, that spent another $1.5 trillion around Congress. That can no longer happen. But, uh, of course, uh, nothing really actually got cut. Nothing actually, you know, was done to actually really make anything better. And that nothing... Nothing has gotten better. Nothing has been improved. And, uh, well... The the deal increases the debt by another $4 trillion, which leads us back up to 35... It leads us to about $35 trillion in debt. Um... Uh, which, uh, no one in, in Congress is happy. And from the looks of things, no one is actually going to vote for this. Besides Democrats, as there really is only, there's only, it, it only, only brings in, it's only what the Democrats want. There's nothing here. The RAINS Act to actually rein in, you know, federal agencies from going around Congress and skirting past them for regulations, that didn't make it. Uh, the cutting of all the IRS agents that were unnecessary just to go after you know, middle class people, that got cut. Like, everything that people actually wanted, like, all the things that people actually wanted to, like, happen are not getting cut. So, it, it appears that, um, you know, from Kevin McCarthy went from doing a great job as Speaker of the House to, uh, practically being on the way out, as, uh, it seems... That everyone is not 
not, not happy. And it's funny because truly, we all thought something was going to change. We thought something was different this time, right? It was like, guys, it's finally different. Republicans, you know, being in the jaws of, you know, of victory, they're finally, they're, they're, they're finally going to get, ah, oh, shit, nope, nope. They lost. Again. A fucking again. It, it. So it seems that, uh, yep, everything is, uh, great. It is completely. Good, and it also just shows that, uh, well, the White House basically gave up nothing. They they gave on nothing. Of course, McCarthy is doubling down because he thinks that it's obviously a very good deal, uh, obviously. And, uh, no. Nope. Nope, it, uh, it doesn't actually cut spending, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, Mike Lee said it, Beth best with Republicans like these, who needs Democrats? You know, who needs them? Yeah, exactly, because uh, it's it's great. Oh yeah, he also uh, got the uh, community notes treatment on uh, Twitter uh, as, as well, Kevin McCarthy did. So that that's good. So I'm glad that, uh you know, we could have lured uh, them right in to actually, you know, cutting things and actually getting things done because they were in a losing position as polling was against them everything was against them and it could have been a massive win heading into next year nope 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 it's uh it, it, it's 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 just once again another l another another l so that's that's good oh oh and the uh, the if you're a student uh, then this debt thing is uh, great for you, as uh, that student loan for uh, forgiveness plan, uh, the deal that averts the default on the national veil uh, also. But I mean, I guess actually it it didn't bring it back. So, or it, it failed to undo President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness plan to the disappointment of everyone. So uh, that's that's good. So, uh, yeah, so basically they, uh, they reinstate the student loan payments for, uh, millions of borrowers who would have been, uh, who, uh, avoided the obligation to, um, of course, make their, uh, their payments. So, uh, yeah, it seems, um, seems good. Great, great work, everyone. Uh, keep, uh, keep the money printer flowing. As uh, we continue to find out more and more that, uh, well, it uh, seems that um, we're on the, the, the Republicans in Congress are, uh, are now uh, taking uh, applications for uh, a new Speaker of the House. So if uh, you you think you uh, you got what it uh, takes to be the next uh, the Speaker of the House, um, please, you know, hit up all the Republicans, let them know that you're, uh, you know, truly a person ready for it, uh, you know, maybe you might be, you know, I don't know, maybe, a, uh, you know, maybe like a person in, you know, Congress, or, you know, maybe you're even just a person that's currently running for a president that truly has no shot at actually making it for president, maybe you want to, like, maybe jump in, uh, uh, jump in to the, uh, to the race here, so, um, for the next Speaker of the House, because it seems like there's one that is uh, currently on his way out. So uh, uh very very interesting to say the least. Well, you know, uh, our great friends over at MSNBC, well apparently guys, 
apparently. Um, you know, they they really want Trump to be in uh, office so badly because Ron DeSantis does not give them the time of day. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't give them what they want. And so they want Trump to be in there so bad because Trump gives them what they want. They get the ratings. They get the people back. They can, you know, keep their little virus game going of, you know, TDS. And it, it's great for them. They love it. It, it's fantastic, but with, with Ron DeSantis, they realize that all they can do is attack him, and he's just not going to care. He'll respond with, you know, what he believes is right, and, you know, he's not going to give them interviews. He's not going to give them even the time of day, and he'll be very, just, absolutely, just, I'm not, not dealing with that. I'm just, I, I'm not going to be, you know, punched around by a bunch of bumbling buffoons. And so, obviously, this has led to uh, attacks on uh, DeSantis for just weeks and weeks, uh, weeks and weeks on end. And, well, of course, uh, well, here is, of course, them talking about that, that you know, he's just more dangerous than uh, Trump. David, last word to you. You and I have talked uh, a great deal about DeSantis' authoritarianism in Florida. Nevertheless, yeah. were you shocked by his announcement this week that he would, quote, aggressively go after pardons for 1-6 insurrectionists. No, Mehdi, I say this with conviction. I think Ron DeSantis is far more dangerous than Donald Trump for a very specific reason. Donald Trump is willing to ignore the rules, ignore the Constitution, and frankly, lead to the incitement of January 6th. But Donald Trump is a transactional figure. He'll do whatever it takes to win. Ron DeSantis, I believe, actually in his ethos, is a culture warrior who wants to take us back 100 years and believes he can use the Constitution to that, to that end and ultimately has a very dark vision of what America will be. So the idea of pardoning January 6th uh, convicts, if you will, at this point, is because he believes we are engaged in a real war that he has to win. Ron DeSantis tonight, a very dark figure on the political landscape, far more dangerous than Donald Trump. And quick... Very dangerous. Just the most dangerous. Well, he is truly, truly dangerous. You know, protecting children from rumors, keeping them away from furries and drag shows and getting actually... You know, having schools actually teach black history and not anti-racist bullshit and, and Ibram X. Kennedy nonsense that just actually is more racism. Oh, man. Scary guy. You know, ma making Florida the number one state that most people are moving to, you know, multiple years in a row. You know... Being a very diverse state, actually not violating any of actually like Ron DeSantis, like, like actual like Florida's stuff and actually passing laws on everything, not just signing orders all the time. You know, I, I it, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy that he's just so, so dangerous. You know, he's a dark figure. Yes, yes, Ron DeSantis, as he posts, as he, uh, you know, can post like pictures with he and his family and his wife who's a, a cancer survivor by the way oof 
dark figure. Where is he? Where is he? Uh, he's visiting his wife who has cancer, you assholes. Oh my god, he's all gone. Like, Florida's been absolutely just left in the dust. Where is Ron DeSantis? Meanwhile, you got Joe Biden sleeping all day, and he's just nowhere to be found. Oh, well, we can't really do a debt talk right now. Well, why why, why can't we uh, talk with the president? Oh, well, because he's not here right now. He's He's up in Delaware again at his at his house. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, like the country's on like the little you know, like cusp of uh, defaulting right now. Um, the the like this is not the the time to be doing. Well, he's he's not here right now. Oh, okay, that's that's fine. But Ron, he's a he's a dark figure. He's he's the darkest of dark. You know, he, he's the he's, he's the guy with the reddest of eyes, just the most evil man around. Phew, man, wouldn't want to get in, get caught off, uh, uh, caught by that guy. Phew, man. Well, over uh, in, uh, uh, in New York, a uh, lawyer this month was caught using uh, ChatGPT for... Uh, uh, for, uh, citing some legal cases, uh, in a lawsuit, except the, the cases that, uh, uh, you, the actual bot, uh, brought forth aren't, uh, aren't real, as, uh, he cited a, a number of alleged past, uh, cases in an affidavit, uh, to the court, the court was surprised at the uh, to find that the cited cases did not exist and were bogus. Uh, the funny thing is, is that the uh, person wrote that as the use of generative artificial intelligence has evolved within law firms, here uh, and consulted the uh, artificial intelligence website ChatGPT in order to supplement the legal research performed. Yep, because he didn't actually. Um, you know, check the actual AI's stuff, because he did at least put, hey, is are these real cases? Yeah, they're real cases, and didn't bother to actually, you know, uh, you know, actually, you know, find out that they don't actually exist, you know, even though he did confirm, but then the bot did, you know, actually say, oh, shit, actually, no, never mind, those didn't exist, sorry, never mind, uh, they they can't be found on any database, so that's that's good. So truly, all we know about you know AI as of right now is it's just exposing the people who use it because it seems to be you just end up getting slightly different things wrong. So uh, if you're a person out there and you're wanting to use uh, ChatGPT or anything for uh, your papers, uh, just remember that uh, that uh, hey, you should maybe actually like read everything through there and uh, go through and actually find all the different things it cites. And then, you know, check it out for yourself and, you know, make sure that the things are uh, actually oh, uh, okay. Alright? Just trying to help you out, okay? I mean, I've already seen, like, I think I've seen, like, a video of a professor where he starts shouting at his students because so many people were just using ChatGPT to write, like, their, uh, their actual, like, uh, essays and stuff, so... I know a lot of people are using it for that, so uh, just trying to help you out to help prevent some other things like that from happening. Well, also, 
uh, in New York City, the Row uh, has uh, come forward to uh, to reveal some of the disgusting conditions that uh, migrants have uh, that have arrived in Manhattan have uh, sort of left their uh, hotels looking like. Uh, one of the people who uh, no longer works with the uh, the once luxury t- hotel described the premises as a free-for-all of drugs, sex, and violence, and should basically be shut down. Uh, almost all 1,300 rooms across 28 floors of the hotel have turned o- have been turned over to host migrants, with the city paying 500 bucks a night for the migrants to be housed. Videos and photographs uh, from him show rooms occupied by 5,000 migrants have become trash, full of garbage, with clothes strewn everywhere together, with uh, drink bottles and food boxes lining the floor. Yeah, it, it is a mess. Oh my goodness. Jesus. Many of the migrants who have been put up in the hotel also congregate outside the, on the sidewalk, making it extremely uncomfortable for locals and vacationers who often are in the area to see Broadway shows and visit nearby Times Square. The actual hotel is only for migrants. No actual guests are allowed because all the rooms are just all there. Uh, some of the migrants have been accused of just drinking all day, smoking marijuana, having sex in the stairwells, causing fights... Uh, as well. Uh, in one instance, a 10-year-old girl who had been left drunk in her hotel room uh, with her parents nowhere to be found. Uh, we Every day we find uh, about 10 kids alone in their hotel rooms, either drinking or doing drugs. Uh, weapons will be in the room, but we're not allowed to go in there. We're not allowed to take anything from them. It's basically a free-for-all. So, uh, yes, that's, that's, uh, fun, uh, as well. So, uh, it seems, uh, that, nope, they don't care, there's not any actual care being taken to any of them, and they're just not at all caring. So, uh, yeah, it seems that, uh, nothing is, uh, good, and (laughs) that clearly they do, they just do not care. What's funny is uh, they actually even have like a group chat as one of the pictures here. Um, a per- person said, uh, room uh, is, obviously it's blanked out, but is the room number, child's name is blank, and she's drunk. Parents not on site, we don't know where they are. The child is 10 years old. Give me a call when you can, please. Thank- like it's, well, want, uh, please be aware that there is an intruder in the building Carrying a knife slash machete around, please be extra careful. Security is aware of the situation. Uh, if you don't have security in your floor, uh, inform us right now. Please don't engage. Uh, use your walkies to notify us. Stay safe. So that's good. That's that's fun. Uh, what a, what a fun time to go to your job and that's that's what's there all the time. So great things are going on over in New York. Uh, great times. For uh, the people of of this hotel and of the surrounding area. So good, good, good times. Well, The Little Mermaid, the uh, live-action version, not the version that you remember as a, uh, as a kid, 
Well, well, you know, the reviews are coming in from people, and, you know, how is that doing? You know, how is that going for it? You know, I'm, I'm sure that The Little Mermaid is, oh, 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 shit. It's only a 2.1 from users and only a 59 from critics says. They aren't having it. But there is one review from a woman named Maura McDonald, or McDonald, from the New York Times. And you might be asking yourselves, or wait, nope, sorry, my bad. Wrong, wrong person. That's the Seattle Times. It's a different one. My bad. I, 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 I fucked up my name. It's from the New York Times. L let me let me find it really quick because because it is a little um, concerning. Now, of course, the New York Times only, uh, of course, only only gave it uh, a, a a thirty. You know, what's funny is the new the New York Post actually gave it a higher score, which is funny. Because apparently, even the uh, New York Times isn't uh, isn't enjoying it. But uh, well, they put out, of course, with their tweet, you know, linking to the review from uh, from the actual uh, the 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 author of um, this article, and it's a bit concerning. This is from this is by Wesley Morris, in which. Um, uh, little concerning. As uh, I'll read you the tweet and I'll uh, maybe see if you can find out what's uh, what's wrong. Disney's live-action remake of The Little Mermaid with Halle Berry starring as Ariel and a diverse cast reeks of obligation and noble and in uh, noble intentions. Wesley Morris writes, joy, fun, mystery, risk, flavor, and kink. They're missing. Now, one of those words is not like the other. It is not like the other. I'll give you a hint. It starts with a K, so that crosses out every. It, it's kink. What the fuck are what What is even happening? What What is going on? Hold on. So I I'm on the I'm on the review from the the New York Times. Right now, what's funny is, according to an F3 of this entire article, the word kink only appears at the very top of the actual thing. Uh, so let's let's just read the first, you know, paragraph here. The new live-action Little Mermaid is everybody is the everything nobody should want in a movie. Uh, dutiful and defensive, yet desperate for approval. It reeks of obligation and noble intentions. Joy, fun, risk, flavor, kink, they're missing. This movie is saying, we tried, tried not to offend, appall, challenge, imagine, a crab with croons, a gull raps, a sea witch swells to stay put, uh, puffed proportions. This is not supposed to be a serious event, but it feels made in anticipation of being taken too seriously. Now you can't even laugh at it. Laugh at all. Well, yeah. So, um, well, this movie is made for children, by the way. So, kink being in it is a little disgusting. So, um, that's a little all over the place. It's just weird that, um, is that I'm just 
really, really wondering, you know, really, really wondering what the hell this person was thinking. Of course, you know, he does, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, there could be something a bit more, uh, you know, maybe a bit differently, you know, of what he meant by the word kink, as, of course, Merriam-Webster Dictionary lists six definitions for the word, which most of which refer to various imperfections, peculiarity, or and uh, bodily cramps, though one entry does define kink as an unconventional sexual taste or behavior. So, to be fair to him, he probably intended the definition was likely a clever, unusual thing of doing things, but um, it's not, you know, exactly what anybody wants. Of course, he is absolutely right in the fact that the film was overly concerned about checking diversity boxes and tiptoeing around potentially offensive content, and as a result, he argues, the film fell flat on its face, providing the audience with no sense of creativity or fun. Yep, that's what happens when uh, you do nothing but woke. In which, uh... In which, pretty much, no one wants to go see this movie, because there's nothing fun about it. Okay, no one wants to see a movie where when you take your kids to them, they don't leave magical. If you ask a lot of, like, parents who show their kid the original, you know, like, or the original cartoon version of Little Mermaid, they'll tell you that their kids were lit up with creativity. It was magical. It, there were colors. It was popping out. You know, it was almost funny, you know, just being able to point out the little fucking golden penis hidden in the background of the fucking movie. Because most kids aren't going to notice, and it was funny to adults. But that's just it. There's nothing here. It's just a movie that's fallen flat on its face that no one wants to go see. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just... No one wants to go see a diversity-filled nothing burger of a remake of a classic movie that they loved. It's just not what anybody is into. Well, sticking in the acting world, Jane Fonda is a crazy person. Like, I mean crazy person. Okay, so according to Jane Fonda, uh, she made her, uh, she made some remarks uh, about, uh, of course, white men at the Keynes Film Festival on Saturday, in uh, which, which she says, of course, it's uh, only men to blame for climate change. You know, it's, you know, not... Uh, you know, it's no, we can't do anything else about climate change. Of course, a person asked, you have said Congress is uh, bought off and by the fossil fuel industry. If that's true, and that is true, the, the man in the White House is the same. What do we do? Where do we go from here? Well, we could get rid of them. How, we, how do we do that? It's too late now for moderation because of the, of the fossil fuel industry. We have to elect people who are very brave because what they have to do and what we have to do is we have make them do unprecedented. I think democracy is teetering on the edge of collapse. I think we need to go into the streets. Our government is being ruled by the fossil fuels. And the fact that that's a fact that can be proven. Our men and women are being killed and maimed, wounded psychologically and physically because of oil. I mean, they should all be tried for crimes against humanity. So, um, yes, she is a crazy person. You know, let's just get rid of all the white men. Let's just, let's just get rid of them. You know, they're just too pesky. Too, too pesky. You know, they're, they're, they're just too, too much. Crazy person. 
fucking crazy person is what that is. Crazy, crazy, crazy person. Uh, and and then and more crazy persons. Okay, Twilight. Uh, one of Twilight's actresses, uh, Rachel Lavrere. I don't fucking know last names, but okay, person from Twilight. If you're a woman, you probably remember that or not. I don't know. Never seen Twilight before. Um, she apparently played the vampire Victoria in the first two Twilight movies, and uh, well, she has a seven-year-old non-binary child. And, um, well, she posted this video to, um, uh, to, uh, she posted this video to her Instagram. So, I just walked into Target, and the, um, right behind me here where you see all these lovely swimsuits, that's where the pride display used to be, and I came in here two days ago, and my seven-year-old, who's non-binary, saw it and said, Look, Mom, it's Pride. Look, they're going to celebrate me. And because some people complained and um, threw some stuff to the ground, or I don't know what happened, they have moved to the Pride section to the back of the store. So the next time my seven-year-old comes to Target, or rather, I can't bring them here anymore, at least for the entire month of June, because if they walk in, and all the other people who walk in can go, where to go are going to realize that they are being successful in trying to erase them. We could do so much better than this. We're not supposed to negotiate with the terrorists. We can do so much better than this. I'm sorry. Um, I'm <laughs> we're, we're, guys, guys, you're not wanting to, you know, when you walk into Target, see you know, a swimsuit that was targeted at kids for tucking in your, your, your penis, you know, wearing a woman's swimsuit and under, you know, where, you know, tucking in your penis or, you know, wearing satanic, you know, shit that's now been removed, thank God, but, you know, wearing stuff like that and all the different prices, you know, having that at the front of the store, you know, all this, you know, unnecessary, like, sexualization and stuff for children and all that, oh, you know, we're, Terrorists, guys. Terrorist. You know, Taliban and us, we're high-fiving in the back rooms. We're like, you guys like to jihad? We like to complain about pride. We're in the same category now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one's threatening to literally invade Iran. The other just doesn't want pride stuff to literally be at the front part of Target. Or just at all. First of all, okay, if this is the case, then I want a straight pride month. Okay, I'm I'm sick and tired of all of us straight people being marginalized by Alphabet Gang and their relentless need to go and, you know, have pride all the time. Okay, I declare that we make July, okay, you know, straight Pride Month. Okay, you know, I'm I'm sick of it. You know, we'll have our own celebration and our own thing where it's no, you know, people doing kink stuff in the streets. It's just a good family-friendly, super-duper-safe, just parade. Just celebrating, you know, the nuclear family. Like, we'll just have, we'll just have, you know, a family, you know, just a great time for all because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sick of the marginalization of all of us, you know, cis people, as they put it, you know. I'm, I'm sick of being marginalized 
you know, I can play the victim game too, and I feel very marginalized. You know, the fact that each and every year for the past, you know, you know, almost 20 years of my life and for the almost past 60 years of, you know, my parents' lives, the fact that there hasn't been a, a straight Pride Month for them is very deeply threatening and is an absolute threat to our democracy. You know, it's threatening to be an erasure to them, and truly, that's concerning. Uh, and I think it should be concerning to all the cis and straight people uh, of the world. You know, we are, you know, we're facing an unprecedented, uh, like, amount of attacks for being just straight. And so, truly, uh, it's ridiculous. Basically, what I've just said there is everything, but you replace straight with LGBTQ stuff. You replace it with being gay, non-binary, any of that. That is what's being said here. Besides, obviously, adding a new month for Pride stuff, this is what this is. Just by getting rid of these things, or just moving them to a different spot in the store where it's not in front of every person's eyes, is a sign of erasure, getting attacked. Target has lost $10 billion on its stock within just... Within a week. It's not even June yet. It's not even June, and we're already at this point. So, um, no, it's not erasing them. We're not terrorists. We're just people who actually care about our children and are not we're absolutely destroying them for the rest of their life. Well, according to a, a lawsuit... A, uh, apparently, a 60-year-old uh, home movie could finally reveal whether there were multiple shooters and not a lone gunman who assassinated uh, John F. Kennedy, but uh, the federal government has been hiding it for uh, decades, according to a lawsuit. Apparently, uh, down there is a maintenance man who recorded the moment of Kennedy's death with his home movie camera and has tried for years to get the original film back from the government, but it seems that, uh, well, it seems that it is, of course, just, uh, not, you know, what's needed. You know, it's, uh, not, not gonna happen. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to hopefully wait and see if it maybe actually find out and maybe prove, you know, some of the, uh, theories from the past and maybe prove a little bit more that maybe the actual CIA and other government places were actually behind getting rid of, uh, getting rid of the actual uh, former president of the United States. So we'll truly have to wait and see uh, on that. Finally, finishing off for today, Old Navy is joining the list of uh, places that are moving out of downtown San Francisco. Of course, an Old Navy employee uh, speaking out about the out-of-control crime, because it is. And that they're finally shutting their door, uh, shutting their doors on Market Street, following in the footsteps of Nordstrom's, Whole Foods, and T-Mobile, as well as a whole bunch of other businesses. So, uh, yeah. In an uh, interview that, uh, with CBS, the worker detailed the rampant shoplifting, the violence towards staff uh, that employees are forced to deal with on a daily basis. They're shoplifting every day. When I'm on the floor walking around, I would, I would say at least 12 to 14 times a day, the worker who wished uh, to remain anonymous told the network, it's really bad because it's, 
downtown San Francisco, and it's really out of control. I recognize a lot of them, and they're just super comfortable. Sometimes they'll take two or three mesh bags at a time, and that sometimes is $2,000 worth of stuff. Thorger said that the increase in shoplifting and other criminal activity has gotten worse in the past year, and that the store will be set to close on July 1st. So, yeah, it is officially closing as it will be getting rid of its store on Market Street that has been there for more than 30 years. So it seems that uh, it is going to be removing that one from its store. And, uh, uh, well, of course, it's uh, great. It's, it's great. Of course, uh, the mayor, London Braid, of course, claiming that it's not at all because of the crime it's it's just a it's just they're changing directory between retailers and consumers. It's everything is fine, guys. Everything is fine. Every everything is fine. There's nothing to see here. Everything is going good and nothing is bad. Said uh said the mayor as everybody and everything leaves Twitter uh, or not Twitter but actually leaves uh San Francisco behind. Hopefully Twitter will do the same. But uh, as of right now Everything is uh, not going well for them. Well, that is going to do it for today's show. Of course, if you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button. Follow down below. Uh, follow down below on Twitter and True Social. Of course, check out all of the articles linked down below. And of course, I'll see you guys tomorrow for another episode of the program. Of course, have a good rest of your day.